Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy, the world's finest, handsomest, most beautiful hosted podcast uh, relating to Gray's Anatomy and the entire world. My name is Carmen. And uh, my name is Kelsey, and it is yet again a beautiful day for a podcast. And I'm not dying anymore. Hooray! Were you dying? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Literally last week. I remember that now. Yeah, it was a good time. I I forgot that, actually, so I feel a little bit bad. I don't feel you like, should. terribly bad, but I do feel you bad. You normally don't. So. Yeah. Well, I'm incapable of actually feeling bad, and yeah. that's not true. I have a lot of emotional intelligence and a lot of empathy, um, but He's not. <laughs> uh, if I sound any different to you guys, which uh, I have it on good authority that I already sound really, really good... Um, I good, but switched. it's the same. No, no. I switched back to my uh, original gold microphone. I was using the, a different one for a while just because I had this one. It was left uh, at church for some time, and I had forgotten to take it home every single week. But I remembered this week to take it home, and here we are, and we are back. Okay. <laughs> Grace and enemy. Wait, and before we do this, I, I have a question for you. <laughs> Did you ever get Zoas like you said you were going to get Zoas? No. Because they no? don't have them at Target. Oh, okay. And that's like the only place I've been recently. As I didn't want to be, I went to Costco and I just didn't want to commit to the big pack before I tried any. Oh. Sorry. Okay. That's all right. I forgive you. Good. Anyways, go on. Tell okay. us the stuff. This is a song. This is a movie. <laughs> this, this is, is a, a show. This is a song that never ends. <laughs> you ever watched Lamb Chop growing up? No, but I've eaten a lamb chop. (gasps) Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on. Did you ever watch Bananas in Pajamas? Yeah, Bananas in Pajamas coming down the stairs. Yeah. Did you ever watch Timmy the Tooth? No. Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. Jessica has never. Fairly odd parents? No, no, no. Not Timmy Turner. (laughs) No, no, not Timmy Turner. Timmy the Tooth. I don't feel like it this was is real. It's <laughs> real. It's real. It's a real show. I showed uh, this to Jessica. She had never heard of Bananas in Pajamas or Timmy the Tooth. And I feel like that's one of those memes waiting to be made of. If she doesn't remember who this is, she's too young for you. Um, but I think uh, maybe that was just like your two. Was it PBS? Uh, I don't know. Oh, remember. my God. It, this d- is nightmare fuel. Holy <laughs> shit. This is terrifying, Carmen. Oh, my. Yo, I used to watch that as a kid. Put this on television? Oh I don't know, but I God. watched it. The puppet tooth and his pal Brush Brush. Oh, my God. Live in Flossmore Valley. I'm fucking done. 
I'm I telling you. I just, Him. if you are listening it's, to this podcast and you can you, watch it now on Peacock guys. Yes, you can. I, I'm going to go watch it with Marlo tomorrow. Don't she's going to have nightmares. Oh, it's on Nick jr. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Nickelodeon show. I have no recollection of this. These puppets are terrifying though. Michael and I were talking about Zabumafu. That was good TV. Zabumafu was dope. Uh, what's, um, I'm trying to think of what else. Arthur. There's, Arthur is Arthur, the yeah. shit. Arthur slaps. Franklin. Um, hey, Franklin. it's Franklin. Uh, the original Blue's Clues. Yeah. Obby. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Grey's Anatomy. We're a Grey's Anatomy podcast. Uh, and but, sometimes we have nostalgia. And sometimes we're a Bananas in Pajamas and Timmy <laughs> the Tooth podcast. Next week, it's all about Speed Racer. Oh. Is it, though? No, okay. but it is all about, I'm trying to think, was there another random, is there anything else that's like random from our childhood that you can unearth for nostalgia in the next three seconds? The big comfy couch. Big comfy, I was never a big fan. I, I preferred, uh, um. Teletubbies. No, not Teletubbies. Although, have you ever heard of the Oombas? Yeah. Those are terrifying. The Oombas <laughs> were like Teletubbies on crack. No, I was going to say, uh, the pb and j otter that was my jam oh yeah yeah pb and no, j otter no, is good no pun intended did, it, did you watch the weekenders i feel like every time i ask anybody about the weekenders um, no one knows what that is it i don't, was know, on I don't know the weekenders are you thinking codename kids next door no you know what show i hated <laughs> was ed ed and eddie oh my gosh that was my that was the goat oh yeah, my gosh my favorite me. my favorite show growing up no ed ed no. and eddie was you know what was overrated Hands down, the most overrated kids show of all time, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Scooby-Doo's fine. Yeah, overrated. I don't hate it. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, this is... Okay, Grace and <laughs> Sorry, guys. Turn turn to our Patreon content because maybe strong. this will be, <laughs> maybe this will be um, a real episode sometime. We got this. We got this. <clears throat> this is the fifth episode of the fourth season. The oh, wait. Season- episode five? I just watched episode six. No, you didn't. No, you're right. You would know, I feel like, if you skipped this episode. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Sorry. Um, episode five of the fourth season, the 66th episode overall, and it is called Haunt You Every Day. And that's a song. Haunt You Every Day is a song by Michael Myers and Jason and Freddie, all of the scary guys. They are coming to haunt you every day. Just kidding. It's by Weezer. Um, this song is off of the album Make Believe, released May 10th, 2005. Uh, this particular song, uh, Haunt You Every Day, did not uh, have any any charting, but uh, I will say um, it's just okay. This song, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, Weezer is a fan, is a band that I'm a fan of, uh, and I think basically any any '90s kid knows Weezer from all of mm-hmm. their bops in the 2000s. Um, excuse me, uh, but this song, just gonna quote a couple of the lyrics here. So, uh, the chorus is, "Oh, so alone in love, so alone in love. I'm going to haunt you every day, haunt you every day." Um, simple but there's one there's one verse specifically where it's i am gonna kill when i need a thrill eating at the heart till i've had my fill 
When will my stupid learn? Fire's gonna burn. Think of consequence, then you move when it's your turn. Mm. Diabolical, dark, and something other starting with a D I can't think of. Uh, dangerous. Di- diabolical, dark, and dangerous. The, the triple Ds of D's nuts. And okay. <laughs> the album itself um, did not have uh, any high, high charting, but um, the other songs from this album include Beverly Hills, which obviously we all know that that's like, that's, that's, that's the one when Beverly you think of Weezer. Hills. Yeah, that's, that's Wait, the they one. did a really good cover on a Disney. Did they do a cover of a frozen song? Uh, this is um, you keep you keep doing your thing. I'm panic at the disco. Brendan Urie no, did I into know, the unknown. I know. Okay, that's not um, what I'm talking about. While you're pulling that up, the other songs on the album were "Perfect Situation," "This Is Such a Pity," "Hold Me," "Peace," "We Are All on Drugs," "The Damage in Your Heart," "Pardon Me," "My Best Friend," "The Other Way," "Freak Me Out," and then obviously "Haunt You Every Day." So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's really what I got for it. It's uh. It didn't have a ton of of charting. It uh, it did have a score of fifty two out of a hundred based on critic reviews, which was done by uh, Rolling Stones discography. Discography, um, but uh, other than that, the song itself didn't have much critical acclaim, and neither did the album. But uh, which is interesting because Beverly Hills, if I pull that one up, um, I'm sure it was just wild so on, let me see beverly hills the song let me just pull this up real quick because i actually didn't have this research but now i'm like ooh, very curious charting beverly hills and fuck you i don't have it anyways oh, cool. anyways uh with that being said did not download would not download would not download did not would already not have download. downloaded did not already have downloaded beverly hills i got but haunt your well, yeah. do not do not got so with that kelki back to you they covered Africa, but that's definitely not what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the themes from Dukes of Hazard. Why is that on here? They, they, if you've, if you've ever seen Weezer live, them and Bowling for Soup have done a lot I of fun. I saw Bowling for Soup in concert. Did you see when <laughs> they're just doing a fuck ton of covers and they just like do this giant mashup? Um, I really don't remember. I'm going to be honest. I just remember oh. doing that and being like, wow, I'm such a cool teenager, guys. That's very cool. You're very cool. I uh, am also I the did, coolest. I did look it up. Beverly Hills uh, peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Really? Yeah. And it I went certified gold June 6, 2005. Definitely thought it would have been higher than that. Yeah. You'd think so. But not everything doesn't always work that way. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Sorry. They covered that song. This is gonna bother me. Okay, we'll keep going. I'll find this at some point. You're talking it's okay. about something else. It's we'll, not we'll, okay. No, well. I'm not gonna be able to sleep until I figure this out. Well, maybe we fine. can continue recording until you figure it out. Well, okay. Um, it's what the fans demand. The fans are out there chanting <laughs> into their microphone right now going, Give us the grace! There are people who are screaming because they know what the fuck I'm talking about. With oh, this yeah. Weezer cover. And I don't know what I'm talking about, but I will find it and I'll be happy about it. I'm sure. Uh, I'll, you know what? You you talk. I'm going to do some research. I got you. Give me three minutes and I'll find the answer. 
This episode was written by Krista Vernoff, who big news on the Grays front this week. She is leaving as showrunner. Whoa. So I posted that article last week on our stories over on Instagram. You can find us there at Grays Academy pod. Um, so yeah, it was shocking. I, well, my jaw was on the ground. I did not see it coming. I am curious to see if the, um, if the show ever stops or if they're going to power through, um, obviously we can't get too into it because of spoilies and whatnot, but yeah, it, 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 it caught me off guard by a lot. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's who wrote this one. So she's obviously been around a long time. I feel like uh, we need to do a whole, like a Patreon episode just where either you could talk about uh, Krista Vernoff and, uh, you know, some of the biggest moments from episodes that you know, because obviously there's a lot that I can't go into. But um, I feel like that's an episode that needs to just have some time talked about, because by the time I'll be able to actually talk about it, that we'll person could be long dead. Yeah, the, <laughs> the apocalypse could come by then. Honestly. Um, so. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. We'll have to talk that over. Yeah. Um, okay, so Weezer covered Lost in the Woods from Frozen 2. Thank you. It's a good cover. Okay. Yeah. Um directed Other... by Bethany Rudy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now that this pod- podcast is totally unhinged, Fallout Boy uh has covered What's This from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, um, I heard that cover. And Bully we used Pursuit. to play that at Disney Springs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I love that. And then last thing I'm going to say before we move on, Bowling for Soup has covered the bare necessities from the Jungle Book. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Okay. That's it. So That's all I got. We're done. This episode aired October 25th, 2007, obviously right before Halloween, thus the Halloween theme. Loving it, by the way. Um, and it had 18.17 million views up a little bit from last week. And the Netflix synopsis is... On Halloween, Alex receives an unexpected visit from a former patient. Who could it be? And Meredith thinks her mother's ashes are haunting her. What about adding the line, Callie leaves the entire room speechless with big news? As <laughs> three and a half minutes into the episode, like, like immediately. It was amazing. Okay. We should. Is there anything else you want to talk about first? Because I would like to start there. <laughs> well, let's do the quick recap. So in All this right. episode, it's Halloween. Um, Bailey's super excited because there's a annual pumpkin carving contest, but they use chainsaws. So there's like a higher number of injuries in the ER. So she's like super excited about it. This is also the episode where everyone finds out about Izzy and George. Um, Meredith brought her mom's ashes to work in a bag. There's a child with no ears they're trying to get pro bono surgery for. So I leave anything out? There's like the major things that happen, right? Uh, yeah, there's uh, the older gentleman uh, who was Norman, going in for heart Norman trans. has a problem. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and Nor- yeah, Norman has a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, and then there's the guy who thinks that he has someone else's foot, uh, but he ends up cutting his own foot off. And then I'm trying to think, what other, what's the other big... Um, Dr. Han, Dr. Han oh, comes yes, back Han is back. and the end of that story, which we'll dig more into is she's the new head of cardiothoracic surgery. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you listening along are all caught up on the big, the big things. And, uh, we'll dig more into that case by case. 
So the recap on this episode starts with the whole George is a Cali triangle, Ava, Rebecca, uh, Dr. Han and Ellis is dead. So let's start with, you want to start with the Cali bombshell? Yes. <laughs> okay. Get into it. Tell me your What feelings. the fuck? Your prediction at the end of last episode was that Alex was going to tell everybody when him and George were fighting. That is not that, how it went down. <laughs> that is not the case. Uh, yeah, so I, first off, what a fucking way to start this episode. I don't think there's been a more. I laughed out loud. Like, oh, I yeah. Don't even, maybe you're probably not supposed to think it's funny. I don't even care. I was, I had to pause. I was like laughing so hard. When I texted you saying, I love this fucking show. This is what I was talking about. I was talking about that exact scene. I was like, this is literally incredible. Um, So first thing is so unprofessional. Callie, so unprofessional. This would not stand in a regular hospital, but there's no HR department at Seattle Grace. So that's okay. (laughs) Uh, But like when she's like, hey, uh, Dr. Stevens, you could direct your questions to Bailey. And then they're all like, oh, Why? okay. So we're all talking to Bailey. And then she's like, nope, just Stevens. And then then Bailey's the one who's like, okay, yeah, why? <laughs> um, It's because Izzy fucked George. They fucked. And, well, That's and my like husband. when Bailey says why, they cut to Izzy and her face is like, oh my God, please don't, please don't, please don't. And Callie goes, because she's been sleeping with my husband. Okay then, have a great day, and just like leaves. And here's Savage. the thing that you and I know: you can say it's unprofessional when it technically it is. But you and I have worked with enough people to know shit like this happens all the fucking time. Oh yeah, oh, people, yeah. grown adults are this petty, and I'm not even faulting her for it. But it's because I don't like Izzy. Like, should people do this in the workplace? No. Should Callie do it? Yes. <laughs> it's it's also funny because Alex knows so alex knows and he's like mm, yep. this is about to be a good day of work today mm-hmm. uh but this is the first time that christina meredith and bailey know and mm-hmm. i couldn't remember was sydney sydney had left or was sydney still in the room i don't think sydney was in the room i think she might have just left after she was like blah 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 you gotta cl- shave all to your go hair off and, oh, yeah, i gotta go cleanse some shit meredith that's what we're gonna do now uh so but when everyone slowly turns and she just books it and she leaves she says nothing and leaves yep, yep. i'm like i'm dying i'm dying laughing it's so uncomfortable to watch i love it it is just kfc finger finger looking good cringe <laughs> mm-hmm. that i'm really a big fan of in this um and then Christina gets the one-liner. Do you want to tell us the one-liner that she gets in there at the end? Or um, did you write this it down? is more disturbing than your bag full of mommy. <laughs> Great, so good. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. What a way to start this episode. I really enjoyed that scene. Is there anything else that you specifically wanted to talk about, or I don't know how long you want to spend on this because I know there's a lot in this episode. Um, that scene, I just wanted to know, I think it's the first time that we've seen their quote unquote resident locker space versus yes. the gross intern locker room that we're used to. So I just wanted to point that out. It's a little bit nicer. You know, we're a little more, we're a little more profesh. We have a nicer room to air our petty, dirty laundry in. <laughs> with, with only people who have passed their intern, uh, yes. test. Yes. So, so, uh, Good yeah. scene. Great scene. So I was a good. big fan. A solid start. 
Um, I mean, let's just stick with that storyline. So we'll go into the, from there for the episode starting out this way, we really don't see a lot of George and Izzy. Um, but let's talk about Christina's reaction, not initially, but the way she treats Izzy. Tell me, you want to talk about the feel, uh, do you want to, you mean like the table scene when they're in the lunchroom? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, her, so yeah. How she treats Izzy. Excuse me. Podcast burp. I didn't understand Christina's hatred towards Izzy in this specific episode mm-hmm. for this reason. Like at one point they're, we're, we're skipping past the lunch table scene, which I think is important to, to talk on. We'll circle back. But when they're in the hallway and Oh, it's a stairwell, remember, because everyone gets stairwell. to have their <laughs> everyone gets right. to do their drama in the stairway, but never yes. get discovered. It's a different stairway, though. It's not the same. Mm, it was uh, a different stairway. You're right. Yeah. It wasn't the pick me, choose me, love me stairway, which we also That was a should... scrub room. Yeah. Uh well no You're, you're right. thinking of Don't Call Me a Whore. Yes, that's what I yes. It was a it was not the Don't Call Me a Whore's uh stairwell. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh so Izzy calls Christina out on the her and Meredith circle bullshit which I Mm -hmm. think is fair. Mm -hmm. They have the closest friendship out of anyone that we've seen on the show. And it's fair to call them out. However, Christina, I don't understand fully why she's mad. And I really want your perspective on this Mm -hmm. without giving away too much of the full big picture. But like Christy, uh, Izzy was apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry that I did this to Callie. I'm sorry that I did this to Callie. We, Christina doesn't think about Callie the same way that she does. Meredith and I don't believe that Christina thinks more of Callie than Izzy I don't know that was a weird that was a weird dynamic yeah, in that stairway I think to that me. we're supposed to think that she's mad because she's friends with Callie because they had an interaction at some point where they weren't friends and then by the end of the episode they were like okay wait we like each other yeah I remember that and I think that it's supposed to be because of that but it might also just be that she's like don't sleep with married people. I don't Which know. I understand. I, I will say I don't feel like it is presented clearly enough for us to like, like, I think that there's like, you have to speculate. Okay. So that's not just me not fully understanding. I mean, I'm missing yeah. something. That's like a not fully flushed out. You think in your I opinion think as so. well. So yeah. Um, but now back to the lunch scene so that we, we have, uh, the first dynamic where out loud, they're like, yeah, no, we're together. And this, I think was the first time that George and Izzy were in the same room in the episode. They, when they sit down mm-hmm. together, was that the first time you had them together as well? Or did you have something else? Sorry. When they were in the lunch, George and Izzy. Yeah. Was that the first time George and Izzy were together in this episode? No, they were together waiting for the ambulance with Lexi when Lexi was like, oh, I can go oh, over there yeah, so yeah, you yeah. guys can talk if you want. Yeah, <laughs> and she, They were right. like, no, no. Why would we? Everyone knows now. We don't need to whisper about it anymore. Yeah. It's all good, Lexi. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting uh, that was an interesting scene because Christina obviously turns away and is like, I can't even look at you. Mm-hmm. And then Meredith is like, okay, so like I have, I have questions and they're like, yeah, we're together. And I had to, I had to write this quote down. Uh, where is it? Like together, together in love, together, sexy love, not sibling, <laughs> not sibling love. love. 
Yeah. And their response was, yes, we're together, but we're waiting out of respect for Callie. <laughs> as if the cheating was not disrespectful, yeah. this that part was- would break. The- this is the straw that would break the camel's back. Yeah, that was my thing that I thought like was a valid response that Christina gives when she's just like (laughs) and gets up and leaves. Because I'm like, yeah, at this point, who, why, why now do you decide to pretend to care about her feelings? Because you already slept together during your marriage. So it just seems like maybe you're not going to be that respectful. So... I guess I could understand Christina's point of view if it's like, hey, you were lucky enough to actually have a wedding that was completed, George. <laughs> so, like, why are you fucking it up? Maybe yeah. I could understand that. But, like, that's a bit of a stretch. And that 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 puts a lot of onus on the audience to assume a lot of bridge bridge gapping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, a, I don't like George and Izzy. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with your two least favorite characters in the show getting together? You know, it maybe. Maybe you're tapping into something there. Hard we'll to have to unearth that. that at some point. Hard to say. Uh, yeah, the lunch scene, you know, and Meredith, bless her, she's trying to be a good friend, but sometimes being a good friend means being like, that was shitty, guys. That was a shitty thing you've done. Like, in I'm going to let you be happy. But I need mm-hmm. to let you know first that that was shitty and you both yeah. suck. Yeah. I would have liked to see that scene a little bit too. But I I feel like we get that from Bailey. Yeah, because like Christina isn't, she's not like saying, there's no dialogue. She's just like judging and leaving. Obviously, like her and Izzy have the conversation, but Izzy pushes for it. She doesn't sit Izzy down and she's like, just so you know, I feel this way about this and I think it was shitty. She's straight up just like, I'm mad that you've done this thing. Which like she can be mad, but like you should you could also tell me why. Anytime you intimately know someone who has cheated or been in a cheating situation, It's always hard, and I think it's very natural to have that anger and that judgment. But also, at the end of the day, like, don't pick Callie's fights for her, I think is is one of the biggest things that was going through my head, is like, you don't need to be mad at Izzy and George, because Callie's going to be doing enough mad, being mad, clearly, as we see three minutes into the episode. (laughs) She's got it covered. Christina, (laughs) you don't need to do anything else. She's good. Yeah, Um, I think to me it's more like picking sides, which I feel like people tend to do in these situations. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Again, if if you've been close to the situation, you know that sometimes when there's cheating, especially when it's something intertwined, like all of these people, their friends, they all work together. Mm -hmm. Um, Known each other for nine years. You kind of, you kind of lean, you pick out, you pick a side maybe from the get go, you know, Christina isn't saying like, Oh, we're never friends again, but she clearly has a, someone who she thinks is less wrong in the situation. Um, So I think it's more about just taking sides. I don't necessarily think she's trying to fight Callie's battle because then even, like when she has the argument with Izzy, 
she really doesn't say that much. Like Izzy's the one that keeps saying like, I'm sorry, I hurt Callie. Um, Christina's just like, you slept with a married person. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Ultimately, I think that's what it boils down to is Christina's upset about being someone, you know, having sex with a married person. And uh, we see that a lot. Alex does that. I think there's a lot of themes around that, but then Izzy does call her out. She's like, Meredith slept with a married person. Like what the fuck? Get out of your, get off your high horse. Get out of your circle. Shit. And also like Christina, I don't know. I just feel like she wouldn't be super judgy when it comes to stuff like that, because like she's had, relationships that people have been judgy about i mean in this episode han is judgy about her relationship so exactly i don't know it's it's a little confusing i'm not saying she's wrong i'm on her side i'm just confused as to why because she doesn't hate izzy and george like i do (laughs) right she's that's her friend you know it's yeah uh, mine (laughs) yeah so um Anyways, speaking of sleeping with someone who's married, this Alex and Ava storyline. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised that she came back? Not after I saw her in the recap. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I know. Sometimes I'm the like, recaps are just spoilers. And I'm like, uh, yeah. You know how I don't watch trailers because they're spoilers? I'm, that's yeah. how I'm starting to feel about recaps. Yeah. Sorry, I, were you um, surprised when she was in the recap and you went, huh, I guess she's coming back? Yeah, I was. I was like, oh, Ava's coming back. Uh, but also, I thought for a second, because they talked about Ellis, I was like, Ellis is dead still, right? Um, <laughs> or is she going to come back as the vice president and she needs a <laughs> surgery <laughs> from Scandal? Um, which, by the way, let me just tell you, that show is going fucking crazy <laughs> right now. Oh, my gosh. The president was shot. And then Ellis was president. And it was crazy. And, man, Hollis is a piece of work. Fuck. Anyways, um, oh, Hollis Doyle. Hollis you mean, Doyle. You mean Logan Huntsberger's dad. Logan, yeah. I, man, all of the the Gilmore crossovers in this mm-hmm. is is great. Um, okay, so the, I was surprised when Ava when Ava came back in this capacity because they like they fuck. They wasted. They get, no, I mean it. It it seems like the relationship has already occurred, and it has yeah. not. They had no physical contact before this episode. And it was just and that right is into not it. How, I mean, they have good chemistry. You want to talk about people who actually have chemistry. It's not they George do have chemistry. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, George and Izzy do have chemistry. No, they because have I saw, no chemistry. I That's why they didn't even kiss in this episode. <sighs> but they held hands, which is basically butt stuff. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, so... Yeah, Alex and Ava. Just so you rewatching this. What? What? Give me. Let's start with your thoughts. With with the benefit of hindsight. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the storyline as it is right now? I understand what they're doing, <laughs> and I don't want to spoil anything else. So that is all I will say. All right. With the benefit of no hindsight. What do you feel about this story right now? This is an anno- this is another annoying storyline. I know you were like you have been mad about it just when they're talking about it in the past couple of episodes. So I've been like, man, he's going to be really mad when she shows back up. <laughs> I here's the thing: I like Alex and I like Ava, 
And I like the Alex and Ava storyline when it was compelling when she didn't know who she was and he had saved her life. And he was like, I just I, I healed this little baby bird's broken wing and it needs to learn how to fly now. When you outwardly tell Addison that we don't have another Denny Duquette situation and then now you you fuck this girl in the on call room and then ask her to wait for who knows how long. It's just weird and annoying. And then when she's like, oh, I love the baby. And he, she's and he, Alex is like, well, tell me about your husband. And she's like, oh, he loves the baby. And like totally deflects. Are you yeah, leaving him whole... or not? No, I think she's saying like he loves the baby, but not like he doesn't love me. Like we both love the baby and that's why we're together. I don't know. I felt like she was deflecting. I didn't really feel like that she was really ready to make the commitment to leave him, especially because she leaves. She just leaves and leaves her shirt, which also was she topless when she left the hospital? I don't fully understand. <laughs> she probably how took many a layers. scrub shirt. Okay. I just wore it the whole <laughs> Alice, time. No, my it was, <laughs> Alice, my pants. Alice, my pants. Shout out Alicia with the fanfic. You guys have to go on Patreon and listen to the Alice and Richard fanfiction that occurred in an on-call room. Ugh. It's pure gold. It is. It's as gold as the Starbucks cup I'm drinking out of right now. And as gold <laughs> and as the microphone. microphone. I'm like, microphone I'm using. Um, yeah. So overall, I'm annoyed with the storyline. Um, I just, when she's like, oh, you chickened out and you didn't come for me. I mean, he And did. again, in the first episode of the season, they mentioned that he like was going to her. And he, so he chickened out again. Yeah. I am annoyed with them, <laughs> but I'm curious about what's going to happen. Who knows? I have no <laughs> idea what's going to happen next. Um, me neither. Yeah, you do. Shut your <laughs> mouth. Um, okay. So yes, they bone. Um, and then it's worth noting that at the beginning, Alex is awake. He says he can't sleep. Um, she says something about it and he's like, Oh, I haven't been sleeping well. And that's how we get the whole, like he falls asleep with her because like he's happy and comfortable and like feels joy in his tiny little heart heart. And, um, so then she leaves him the shirt so that he can continue to sleep. Like it's sweet. She's married, but it's sweet. Um, it's easier in, in stories like this where we've only offhand met the husband like the one time and he was like, not really like memorable or like anything on, on either was way. It, like bad, wasn't terrible or bad. Yeah, good, yeah. He just was there, um, which is how kind of she described him prior to when she, when he showed up, like before when Alex asked and she was like, yeah, he's just boring. Um, so that kind of matched. Um, but it's easier with things like this because we aren't like beholden to this man and like his well-being. Uh, we only know Ava and we know her really like with Alex. So it's easier to kind of like root for them, quote unquote, um, because they don't get you all attached to her husband and, and make you like feel bad for him or anything. So I don't know. It's just kind of a weird, it's a weird and different dynamic than the I, George Callie thing because we so intimately know all of those characters. Yeah. I I am not a an Ava and Alex stan. Um I'm happy whatever happens, like if she leaves her husband and they're happy, fine. But 
I think that's the hard part for me. And I, I'm, I'm with Christina in the sense of the, the infidelity. That's, that's the hard part. And that's the, that's the part that I don't enjoy, you know, uh, George, uh, George and Izzy be together, love each other. That's fine. Just like George, you should have divorced Callie first or like never married her and never got her well, hopes up. And they're, you know. they're waiting now. To be well, respectful. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, I forgot how uh, I am so apologetic. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, it's it's tough. I, I What I would hope to see in official prediction is Ava leaves her husband and comes back. And is just there? No. they are she doesn't have, live in Seattle. Maybe they'll have She's sex like one traveling. more time. She's <laughs> One more time. Yeah, that's true. Sex. Actually, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they will they will have sex at least one more time, but after that I the future is unclear. My magic eight ball says try again later. <laughs> um okay, so yeah, there's not much to that storyline. Um she just keeps saying like, "Oh, we need to talk." And I'm like, "What do you want?" I don't it bothers me when people say that because like they're in a scenario where they can talk. But like she wants him to say things. She wants him to be like, "Leave your husband" or do whatever like she wants to be told what to do and told it's okay she doesn't want to all these people are just looking for other people to to take the the burden of responsibility away from them yeah like george wants callie to end the marriage even though he did the bad thing Derek's the same way like it's just all that's a very common theme i feel like in this show and the Derek and meredith the pacific thing. northwest in general <laughs> <laughs> I did not Sorry. ever think about that. There's something in the water in Elliott Bay. Uh, Apparently. Gosh, which Anyways. ocean is that on that side of the country? Is it the Atlantic or the Pacific? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you're a geography major, it's Pacific. let us know. Oh, yeah, Pacific Northwest. Fuck. Stupid, stupid fucking and Atlantic City, New Jersey. You know, am I right? <laughs> wow, that's if you're studying for a geography test, go ahead and use that. Seattle, <laughs> where the cheaters live, is the Pacific Northwest, and then uh, Atlantic City, where you gamble, is on the Atlantic side of the ocean. You're doing amazing right now. You should be a teacher. <laughs> okay, okay. The, let's talk about Derek and Meredith because I have I have thoughts on this. Okay. I'm tired of their storyline. Jessica <laughs> Jessica asked Jessica asked me what she watched some of the show with me and Lexi was there. She's like, "What do you think of Lexi?" And I was like, "I don't hate her. She is the reason that Derek and Meredith are compelling. Like I am more yeah. interested in Meredith because of Lexi. I'm more interested in how Derek and Meredith end up because of Lexi. And she's not inserting herself into this relationship as much as Derek has invited her into this conversation. But Lexi makes them more interesting. With that mm-hmm. being said, uh, the the scene that we, we we get a very very little bit of glimpse of Derek and Meredith in this episode. They bump into each other, and he knocks Ellis out of her hands, <laughs> and <laughs> all over the floor, all over the floor. You got some mom on the floor there. You yeah. missed some of your mom. Let yeah. me Dyson up your mom real quick. Sheesh. Dump her out. Hopefully the Dyson was empty before I started sucking up mom bits. Uh, <laughs> but then you get the end where Derek's like, I got to start dating. I'm done with them. <laughs> she's 
She said, I'm trying to evolve to Derek, mm. to his face. And by the yeah. end of the episode, he's like, I got to start dating. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's really confusing. She's done everything you've asked. Yeah, it's I don't. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. Everyone. You see what I'm saying, everybody? This man is garbage. Like, he's not pressuring her, but at the same time, like, he has made his wants clear, which I do think is good. It's good to communicate your needs, expectations, and wants in a relationship. But she is now trying to do her emotional homework to meet those needs. And he's like, well, while you're doing that, I will find someone else to have sex with. And that's fucked up. Guys, so fucked that's up. fucked up. And it would be different if, if they never interacted and he had no idea that she was doing this this whole episode. I, I could. OK, I yeah, I get it. Makes sense, especially because now all these people are throwing themselves at you because of this prank that Mark played on you, <laughs> which is master class. Incredible. They have great <laughs> chemistry, the two of them in this episode. Um, but it doesn't make sense. She physically told you I'm trying Looked to evolve. him right in the face. Yes. She's talking to right you, Derek. Stupid, stupid face. She pulled her mom out of her closet <laughs> and brought her to work because of you. <laughs> this is your fault. Again, people just aren't taking responsibility. Also, it's D- Meredith. I'm going to put this one on you a little bit. It's okay to leave your mom up in the, 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 the urn in your yeah. closet. Or People if you're keep bring their her to work, ashes. You can bring the urn. I don't know why we need her in a zip. Yeah, block. right. That seems more disrespectful than putting her in the car. Is the fact that she's in plastic? Yeah, she's like, cubby your car. Well, she's in a plastic Ziploc sandwich bag. So <laughs> let's back this up five steps. Yeah. Um, I do you have you? Uh, has anyone in your family been cremated? Yeah, I think most most people have. Do you, does your family have their ashes in the house? Does, no. Is that like a thing? No? no. Okay. I know I think people, most people I know that are cremated were those then were buried. Or they have like now it, in the cemeteries, they have like walls with like drawers and the drawers are like the ashes are in the drawers. That's You weird. can't pull like just, the drawers out. I'm saying drawer and I'm doing a drawer motion. The drawers are like sealed. You can't pull the drawer out. <laughs> So it's not like looking into like an archaeological dig at school in fourth grade. Yeah, it's not like a museum where you can be like, oh, what does these ashes look like? It all looks the same, everyone. Yeah. All of you racists out there, listen up. All the ashes look the same. When you you cremate someone or get together, you have to sign that like you're getting other people's ashes as well. Yeah, unless I mean you could pay if you, you could pay an upcharge the up the upgrade package the for upgrade a solo where they vacuum it out the to solo make sure cremation. you're only getting your loved one. Yeah, you're getting three quarters of dad and one leg from Joe down the street. The um, way that I just like I'm just like I don't care. Like I'll be dead. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. I have like I have no desire to be buried because it's expensive and it takes oh, up yeah. space. Terrible but like for beyond the world. that, like I don't really give a shit. Um, you can donate me to science. That's probably helpful. You know, I I don't know if I want that. Um, only because never mind. I'm not going to make that penis joke. Um, <laughs> I Jessica and I've talked. I want to. There's a new thing right now where you could be a tree. 
You can yes. be buried, and your, your your urn is turned into a tree. Your ashes grow a tree. That's cool. I like that idea. But like, I would have to be planted in a forever home. It's not like if you're gonna move, don't. No, you need to no, own this you house. Need to be forever. planted at like the edge of a mountain where you're like overlooking a city or something. No, I want to be with my family. I want to watch them all grow up. I want. I want. You will in, be in watching them from heaven. Uh, or from afterlife land it's a good counterpoint that is a great i never thought of it that way not you're you're not beholden to where the tree is you are not a (laughs) unless you're a ghost in the tree now it's the ghost tree of carmen like it's not you can watch anything that's fair you know i know this is a whole new perspective of the afterlife i never you know i thought yeah i'll be in heaven but the tree it's very important that location um Okay, we have a lot to talk about still. What <laughs> what uh, the the moral of the story is? Don't put your your ashes in a Ziploc bag and then. The moral ask, of the story is Derek. Derek sucks. Yeah, that's Yet the again. real moral of the story. Yet again. Um. Okay. Who's let's surprised. <laughs> oh gosh, it's hilarious. Uh. So okay, let's let's lightning round this. Let's let's talk about. We've got the old guy, uh, who comes in who needs a new heart. Which, by that's the way, a, he that's was so sad. He was in. Oh, it's terribly sad. And what, what was it? Kids were doing a prank. They were throwing bricks off yes. a bridge. Guys, Terrible. actions have consequences. Do not fuck around just because it's Halloween. Yeah. Terrible. And he, that the old guy, he was in an episode of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw he, that when I was doing the thing. Yep. Uh, and he, uh, anyways, he's, he's a good guy in that show. Uh, he doesn't die. Uh, he doesn't die in this one either. But terribly so sad with his daughter it, like imagine that any and like you're, you're out there and you're going to the hospital and your your kid goes hey i'm gonna go pick up uh, something from the house they come back and they're dead mm-hmm. because a kid threw a brick off a bridge right through the window of a car i'm never dri- driving underneath a bridge ever again i'm never driving yeah. on a bridge never screw bridges i actually really don't like bridges they make me very nervous because at any point it could be the, the moment where the bridge breaks. Yeah. Or you could just like, what if someone swerves and then you swerve to miss them and then you just dive off of the bridge. And especially when it's like, if it's over water, I'm like, okay, decent chance of survival. I'm a good swimmer. These, it's not the ocean. I can get wherever. I mean, it's cold, but that would suck. But like if, when it's the overpass and you're just over land, if you, you're di- you're going to die. See, I'm, I'm a, not the opposite, but I am equally as afraid of the water. And especially when I think of like, so I was driving on the highway the other day and it was snowing. It was icy. And there's like a lake on the side of the road. Like I had Marlo in the backseat. What if ice, I hit a slick piece of ice and I can't get my daughter out and I have to decide between both of us dying or just me dying. Like that's terrifying to me. Wait, water why do you have to decide that? Because what if that we're sinking too quickly in the car and I can't get Marlo's seatbelt undone, her, her car seat undone. Okay, so here's the situation, because you just get her undone, and then you open the window to leave. You don't let the car flood and then debate how to save yourself. But when, no, but hold, the problem is, is that once you're underwater, the pressure, it's too great. You won't even be able to open up the car door. That's why you have to crack a window, like a little bit crack the window. Like, and as also, you're falling off the, as you're falling in no, the air, you have to go, once okay, you hit the water. Okay. You crack a window or two, like okay. opposite sides. Also, I have this thing that's um, it's a crank flashlight. 
like you crank it and then and the lights up okay. and it has the little peg on it that breaks glass. Can you send me a link to that? Cause I have neither of these. I need this. Yeah, and, cover. and it has um, a teensy little blade that can cut the seatbelt. If the seatbelt is stuck. Oh, send this to me. It's like, Amazon. Like $9 guys. Give it this to me. This is like, send literally this is advice. Like a, not a joke. That's something you should just have in your car. Yes. Because, because also I- the side of the um, flashlight is like reflective. So if you were stuck, you could put it on the road and their lights would like reflect off of it and they could see that there was something there. This is okay. This is life changing because you know, what really fucked me up is the opening scene to Olympus has fallen where not seen that. Oh my gosh. Aaron Eckert is the president and Gerard Butler is his right hand man. No, you haven't seen this Mm -hmm. movie. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyways. (sighs) Okay. Uh, anyways, it's very sad. Don't throw bricks off windows as well. Like yes. bridges as well. Don't do, don't do that. Okay, this is an updated version. So they have this. They have it's on Amazon, guys, for nineteen dollars. It is CareLight, C A R E L I T E, CareLight store. Um, it's just an emergency car flashlight, and it has a hammer that breaks glass, the blade that will cut your seatbelt, um, a flashlight, and it has a magnet. I don't know what you would need that for, but yeah, it's just like, this is just truly a good thing to have. Like, I just am actually recommending this without, I know we, we say a lot of dumb shit, but I feel like this is good advice. I need it. Text it to me. I am literally texting it to you right now. Um, anyways, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Guys, uh, place. so we have the, we have that guy. Um, the guy, he, he, uh, Ends up taking the heart ultimately. Yeah, it's a, it, it allows George to have a nice moment. I like his speech where he's like, I don't have a kid, but I I did have a dad and he died and I would have wanted him to have my heart if he could have stayed alive. So I know that your daughter would want you to have her heart. Especially after we see the daughter earlier, like fighting for him. Like we know that she cared a lot about him. It's not oh, like yeah. she's like, oh man, I hate this man. Like... She loves her dad for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely a bummer. It's a good scene for George. Actually, I, I liked I liked this moment for George uh to with any with any kid, obviously, if you could sit there and you could say, like, if I could if I could have saved my dad, I would have. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't have, but I would have. Um, so yeah, good scene for George. Um I I do like that there was that moment where Han was like, okay, dude. Like, you don't need me. You're calling me out. Okay. And the guy yeah. stood up to Dr. Han, which I think was really cool. Because I feel yeah. like she's uh, the kind of personality and the kind of doctor that isn't used to having people stand up to her. Uh, so really, really good. Good for him. I like that. Here's what I'll say. Obviously, we have seen Han a handful of times now. Spoiler alert. This is her first episode. It's like a like cast member. Like she's not a guest star anymore. She's a cast member. Um, and we don't know a lot about her, but in the last episode, I mean, in the recap, they say like, they show her telling Christina, you remind me of me. Um, which I feel like is accurate. They have a lot of similarities. Uh, and it makes sense. Like they're talented. They're in the same field. They're, they're very focused tunnel vision kind of people. So then I find it weird and obnoxious when she like 
turns and shit talks Christina. I'm like, so you don't actually think that she's like you? That or was a weird about face. with your mentors. Yeah. They, she did say there was a couple of adjectives. It was like intense, ambitious, and cold. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So also didn't, wasn't it public knowledge at the time where they were working together that Burke and her were together? I think so. So w- the only thing that could have changed is that she heard about the Colin Marlowe thing. Maybe. I don't know. That was, yeah. it was just a weird, it was a weird pivot. And I, I'm with you on that one. It was weird. Also, I feel like sleeping with someone to get something is not the same as having long-term committed relationships with people. Like, I don't think you have long-term committed relationships with people to get what you want. You have them. And then the, your lives are just intertwined where it works out that like you have the same interests. And Christina says like, I'm attracted to talent. So like, I liked these men because they're very talented and they're like the best in their field. And I want to have the best. And that makes sense to her personality. So it's just frustrating. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't much care for that moment. And then Izzy is like, I would have defended you if she asked me, but she didn't ask me. So I'm just going to stand there and let her be a bitch. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm excited for Han to be a part of the crew. Mm. Uh, hopefully she lasts longer than Colin Marlowe did <laughs> in this this transition. Um, I don't have any predictions for her, though. That's okay. that, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just excited. I, I liked Han's character. I thought that she was like this. Um, y- you have a lot of very strong female characters in this show. And I'm excited to see the first throwdown between her and Bailey or her and Callie and see what happens there because we lost Addison. Ellis is dead. Those are two. There's a recurring character and a main character that we lost. So I'm excited to see what she brings to the show um, with this. And it's, it's very exciting. So I'm happy for it. Yeah. I think Christina sticks her foot in her mouth right before she finds out. <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible moment. Uh, let's talk also, though, about the whole... At the beginning, Christina is trying to... She wants to be rid of Burke's apartment. She wants to get rid of the lease or sell it. I don't really know if she owns it or what the deal is. But she wants to get rid of Burke's apartment. So she hangs up the flyer and Weber is like, I'll take it. Adele is divorcing me. Which, that that is like such an offhand comment. What did you think of that? Uh... It was not not shocking because we saw what happened with the last episode where where mm-hmm. she was so mad at Weber for like thinking that it was his fault that Camille was going to eventually die. Yeah. But we've as the audience been led to believe that there was reconciliation, like there was forgiveness. There was Derek and him had this whole thing about what would you do differently? You're a new man. You're better this time around. And then to see it still end up the same way is a little bit jarring, I think, from an audience standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, especially after you really think it's going to be okay. And then out of left field, it's not okay again. It's kind uh, of a lot. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot. Um, but it, it, then she's like, hey, it's yours. And then obviously at the end of the episode, she's like, no, fuck you. Callie's moving in, which I so she wasn't giving up the apartment. She was looking for a new roommate. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. Because then Maybe Callie she comes can't in. can't afford it, so it was going to be like, I'll move. And then it just worked out where Callie was probably like, I would like to not live in a hotel anymore. And also, my life is falling apart. And Christina was like, neat, me too. Come live with me. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm I'm really excited to see their dynamic, especially when she's like, can I like tidy up a bit? And Christina's like, no. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? You're going to live in my filth, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it makes sense because like she's kind of trying to reclaim herself after the whole Burke thing because she she gave up a lot of herself we talked about being the best version of yourself versus being a completely different person in another episode and I think that's kind of where we're at with the Burke thing and so she's kind of trying to reclaim who she is and as we saw in like this first or second season she's messy and that apartment, every time we saw it, was pristine. So now she, haha, Preston. Uh, now she's <laughs> like, I'm gonna like live here, and I'm gonna be messy. Um. So yeah, there was something else I wanted to mention. Oh, before we get into Crazy Footman, let's talk. Let well, let's take a small break to hear a word from our sponsors. Maybe every year, one thing is always predictable: postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Oh. That was so nice, sponsors. Thank you so much for giving us ads. Thank or you not. for your Who money. Knows? It's a freaking mystery. Um, so we did have we had we, we had did, uh, some it, messages. It worked out last time. We were and it's we were going to work out this time too. This is incredible. Um, and we will continue our break for everyone's favorite segment: living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Pow, 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 pow. Oh, nice riff. Uh, what? That was, I, I have the I gold like monitor. You the gold know who it is. So I is it's um, old guy. Oh, no, it's not. Um, it's the kid with no ears. I thought you would have seen him on Scandal by now. He's mm. the president's son. Oh. In like six or seven I've... episodes of Scandal. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen too much of the president's kids. Uh, oh, okay. I couldn't remember when he showed up. I thought it was already. I also didn't know exactly where you were. Well, uh, Melly just had the kid. Um, uh, Timmy, Tommy, 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 Teddy, Timmy, Teddy, Timmy, Teddy. Timmy Turner, Teddy it's Roosevelt. Teddy. Timmy's uh, teeth. Yes, tiny teeth and me. Yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. So I don't remember too much of the kids. So I haven't seen that kid. No, I didn't. I didn't get that one. So I'm wrong. But okay. Tell me about this kid. Tell me all about him. So his name is Dylan Minette Minetti. Um, okay. He is uh, in this episode. He plays Ryan, the boy with no ears. He has ears in real life. He was in six episodes of Scandal. He plays the president's son. The president's older son, not the baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Comes out looking like a kid. This is also, he was in the original Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief that was like a garbage film. And oh, yeah. Uh, he is also the lead kid in um, 
uh, 13 Reasons Why. Uh, I hate that show. It's well done. Like the, sorry, I should say the acting is good. The show is wildly problematic. (laughs) Yeah. There's, uh, Jessica watched it and I watched all of it and it is really, 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 really not great at a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. But the acting is good. That's pretty much all you can say. Yeah. Any, any show that's going to tackle that much rape and death and suicide and Mm -hmm. stuff self-harm assault like it's a lot it's a lot it's very intense and i i get that that's a show that people enjoy it's not a show i enjoy uh so i'll it's like it's not it's not light watching no it's really really intense heavy heavy shit constantly nonstop. It's not a show you just put on in the background to feel good about life. It's not Friends. It's not Psych. It's not a safety show. That's a I want to feel miserable, so I need to watch this show kind of show. Also, I am so sorry. He was not the kid in Percy Jackson. I Are you totally sure? Mi- it yes, looks like I, him. Yes. There's another person named Logan Lerman who looks like they could definitely be related, but they are different people, and that is on me. <laughs> so sorry, real-time correction i really thought that was him it wasn't (laughs) well hopefully if you were yelling at your uh your phone or if you're in your car and you're slamming on the brakes yelling at kelsey now now you can uh, forgive me now you can forgive her uh but we appreciate your passion for Uh, the truth so let's get into our patients so let's start we'll start with ear ear boy ryan he shows up looking for Sloan, and did you think actually it was Sloan's? Like, did you think? Oh, right away. Yeah. And then when he when Derek got him with the daddy thing, I was like, oh fuck! And I was like, oh okay, never mind. That's funny. That's what, that's a good joke. I like what I. They're really lightly laying the groundwork for the Derek and Mark friendship to be back yes. back in back in action. What I will say before you you keep going, I'm sorry to cut you off. There um, you go. It didn't occur to me until the surgery was done that they never fact checked this kid's story. Never once were they like, well, let's go talk to your mom. Like, well, let's. Yeah, I was surprised that we never see the mom at any point. No, she never ever. thanks Mark. She never is like, oh, this is my son, Brian or Ryan. What is it? Brian? Ryan? Ryan. 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 Shout out. Shout out. Love you, Ryan. Um, yeah, they, she never shows up, which is surprising because at the very least you'd think she'd show up and probably have sex with Mark. Maybe if it gets the job done tracks pro bono pro boner. (laughs) Okay. Um, so yeah, they, he, they have to do this surgery pro bono. Obviously the mom works in the cafeteria. So we are having to assume that they're not like swimming in extra cash. So he has the internal structure to hear. He just doesn't have the outward hardware to make it happen, I guess. Um, and Mark is straight up like, I'll do it, but like, I can't, I can't guarantee that we'll have all the other people we need to, for me to be able to do it. And then Meredith is like, well, I can get them. If, if I get everyone together, will you do it? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Which is nice. You're like, oh, okay, Mark, you don't suck. You're a good person. It is. It's interesting to see him come to this reckoning though, where it's like, I have, what does he say? No social capital. Uh, yeah. and it's like, well, Mark, just don't bang everyone. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. 
Don't get me wrong. I want everyone to have consensual sex as often as they want. Okay. But like, don't, what's the saying? Don't shit where you eat. Don't shit where you eat. Don't dip your pen in the company ink. Like you're an attractive enough guy. You don't need to bang every nurse. You don't. (laughs) I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for them. You strike Apparently me as a generous be lover. They're mad about it. <laughs> well, okay, that's a them problem. <laughs> Who cares? I don't know. Anyways, continue. I do think it's funny that they're like we compared techniques, and then they say identical, and he's like, really? Like he's disappointed in himself for not mixing <laughs> it up more. <laughs> yeah, remember that whole can't teach an old dog new tricks thing, Mark? <laughs> yeah, boring. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, the nurses. Uh, Meredith is able to get everyone. She guilts Richard into it, but she's like, my mom loved pro bono surgery, which does not seem like an Ellis thing. Why no. would Ellis, like, that doesn't track. Like, I'm, I'm not, I believe you. I don't think she's lying. It just doesn't make, it doesn't track that Ellis would be into that. Also, we have to point out that Weber, all he needed to do was hear Ellis's name, and he's like, oh, I'm crumbling. Okay, <laughs> whatever you need. Honestly, she should have been like, if you don't do this surgery, if you don't green light the surgery, I will throw a bag of my dead mother at you. Just a, well, no, not all of it. Just like a small portion of it. It's like a, a handful. Because I need this giant gallon Ziploc bag for other things. So <laughs> I'll use a snack bag portion. I'll use a, I'll use a, a, a quarter cup on you. Chief. Yeah, it's just like it's so weird. Uh, but I agree. All she does is say the name, and he's like, "Okay, every valid reason that I just said is out the window," because I slept with your mom a million years ago, and then held her while she died. <sighs> you wouldn't even have those ashes if it wasn't for me, Meredith. <laughs> I killed her, just like the president <laughs> bum, bum, bum. killed killed Supreme Court Justice Verna. You are you are doing. The most. I hope everyone's watched Scandal. Spoilers. Spoiler. Come on. The second he leaves the room, you know she did it. He did it. I mean. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. Um. What else? Yeah. So they they do the surgery. It's successful. I don't know that there's really that much else to be said about that storyline. It's it's good. He helps Meredith at the end. He's like flushing my flushing the fish down the toilet is better than the cubby. <laughs> Um, so yeah, ultimately she, I think that the wrap up on that, uh, Ellis in the baggy storyline is really nice where he, where she washes her down the shrub sink with Richard. I think that's perfect. Like could not be more fitting for Ellis. I think more than anything else you could really suggest. Yeah. It's Um, a, it's a nice scene, uh, to the end of their, of their particular storyline in this episode where, Weber's like Meredith what the fuck this is a sanitary this is a sanitized environment like you're gonna Can kill you someone and then she's like it's my mom and then again he's <laughs> and like, again well, he's like oh okay let me help you then <laughs> yeah should we say a prayer well she believed well, in nothing <laughs> except pro bono surgeries <laughs> <laughs> should we say a prayer no but we should do another pro bono surgery <laughs> Six years from now, when I bring up her name again, I'll, I'll scatter her ashes in the patient of the pro bono surgery. 
right inside there, a little bit in the lungs, a little bit on the heart, and uh, just a pinch just by the like pancreas. When, when Burke left that towel inside of that old lady from Scrubs. Incredible. Gosh, I remember that. It's all coming rem- back together. It's all, all coming, coming back together. together. It's all coming back. Okay. Um, it's all connected. Uh, indeed. And I still haven't watched that, but I will. So, okay. Crazy Footman. Let's get into Crazy Footman. This guy is <laughs> what a short but intense storyline. And unresolved. Unre- There's no arc. <laughs> There's zero arc. Everyone calls him crazy. That's it. Yeah. No arc. No resolution for this poor man. I believe that the uh, site console is probably right. I feel like it has to be body dysmorphic disorder, um, which most of the time is uh, spoken about in relation to like eating disorders, but clearly it has other uh, manifestations. Uh, manifestations, yes, as well. Is that the exact um, word you were looking for? Yeah, it was. Incredible. And, um, so I believe that that diagnosis is probably correct, but the fact that that's um, doctor is like just given medicine. I take anti-anxiety medication, and when I was first being put on medication, first of all, like very rarely do you get lucky enough that the first type of medication and dosage is what works. Like a lot of times it's trial and error and you have to try multiple things to figure out what works best for you because brains are all very different and wild. And if they don't make serotonin right, or they don't like process information correctly, like there's no tried and true formula of how to fix that. And also if you have to take any kind of mental illness medication, they will tell you that it typically takes minimum two weeks for your body to adjust and you start seeing any like positive results so for two weeks this man is best case scenario this man takes this medication and accepts that he is suffering from a mental illness and in and has this same issue that he's has for another two weeks with no resolution like no relief for him so i believe that the diagnosis is correct what I take issue with is how this doctor wants to deal with it or truly not deal with it. And it's disappointing to see Bailey kind of yes. like brush him off that way because that's not the Bailey doctor. And cause she calls out the psych doctor and then she gets so excited about the chainsaw bullshit that she's like, okay. Yeah. I had that exact thought and that exact beef with, with Bailey in this episode. Like you, this guy is asking you to amputate a perfectly good foot. Mm-hmm. You see that. And the second I was like, oh, this guy's going to take matters into his own hands. I didn't think he was going to chainsaw the shit off. Uh, but I was like, he's, he's going to leave and then come back with a half severed foot. Or he's going to be like, he passed out somewhere trying to, to cut it off or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing. When people, when it's in their head, you can't stop them. And Bailey well, knows that. And she says to him, you, no one is going to do this for you. Like, I don't think he would have done it. I think he would have continued to pursue medical attention until she says, no surgeon is going to cut off your foot. Now leave. So that's a little bit on her, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I agree. And then, yeah, he just steals that chainsaw in the ER, which why, why did they let that man come into the ER with the chainsaw? Like someone should have confiscated the chainsaw. Again, well, it's we will because discuss his, his finger was in there. 
Again, we will discuss when we had to go into hospitals and we had to go on through full metal detectors. But this Mm. gentleman just gets to waltz into the ER with a full chainsaw. Different times. Different times. Back in my day, we were able to carry uh, full-on AK-47s into the hospital. Well, it's just like, it was still 2007. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, (laughs) not when you had a kid. No, in in this story... Right. Yeah, no, and I'm I did saying, not have a kid in 2007. Correct. The only metal <laughs> detector <laughs> The only metal detector I walked into in a hospital recently was your child. Oh. I don't see, maybe I don't see them, but like I just was visiting a friend who got into a car crash a couple of weeks ago and I don't have to walk into a metal detector. No, you just had to check in, right? Is it a check in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel bad that this guy's resolution is his the end of his arc is he makes Norman pass out and gives Norman a stroke. Uh, he doesn't give Norman a stroke. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. But he did. There was a good scene. Uh, unfortunately, it ended with Norman having a stroke, which he's fine. Mr. Gilmore Thank is goodness, OK. Yes. <laughs> he's going to live. Uh, but uh, there's a really good scene between Callie and Christina. Yes. And that me then that scene leads to me being very excited for them to be living together. So tell me more about your, you're, you're the biggest Christina stan on the show. You're, yes. you're, you're queen Christina all the way. And you know, I also love Callie. Yeah. Well, we both, we both like Callie. I, you like Christina more than me. Yes. I like Christina more than I like you. Correct. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> um, no. So yeah, they're in, they're doing the surgery to cut, finish, finish cutting off this man's foot. Um, and, uh, they just kind of, uh, say like, oh, he wanted to take his life into his own hands. Like I get that. And then they're, and then they commiserate about how their lives are not what they thought they would be. Callie's like, I'm getting divorced. I'm going to be a divorcee. And Christina's like, I got left at the fucking altar when I was in a wedding dress with no eyebrows. Like, and Burke sent his mother to say his goodbyes to me. Like, it's just, it is a very good scene and they just laugh about it because ultimately that's all you can do sometimes, you know, that's all when you can it's, do. When it's that insane, you just have to, when your when your life is falling apart, sometimes it's all you can really do. Laughter is the best medicine. So they say, uh, but yeah, I do feel bad. Ultimately, I feel bad for Callie and Christina. They both have gone through very traumatic experiences. The end of this laughing session ends with Norman passing out, hitting the floor because of a stroke, which yes. I did not see coming. I, I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't think. Yeah. Cause the whole episode he's saying like, Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I don't feel good. So you thought they were setting him up to th- vomit. <laughs> yeah. Like some, something, I don't know. Not, not that intense because I, as far as I'm aware, I don't know a lot about strokes, but I imagine that you don't feel them coming on. Well, so I think there's different kinds because when Derek is in there with the catheter, he's in his chest. Okay. He's not in his brain. Right. Which is where I feel like strokes typically are, but I'm not a doctor and I did no research. So I really can't (laughs) say if you're a doctor or have done research on this, or if you're a stroke survivor, let us know. There are like a lot of people 
have strokes and then recover really well, like completely. It's impressive. If you catch it early enough, um, and they talk about this, like I feel like in a bajillion more Grey's episodes than I'm sure in probably other episodes of medical stuff you've seen. Um, it's it's just like they can catch it and be fine, but but there has to be some difference because they can also not catch it and then like never walk or like talk again. Strokes and aneurysms are too like I'm terrified of both of those because they can happen yeah. anytime. Heart attack. I mean, any any event, any anything could happen at any time. A, a, a the the house that I'm in right now could crash on me, and I'm in the basement, so I'm dead, and it's cold <laughs> outside. I'm freezing to death before someone gets me. Anything could happen. But it's poor true. Norman, and he lives. Anyways, he wakes up. He's like, well, what happened? What did I miss? What, 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 yeah, he's, he's all fine. And then I like the, the resolution on that story as well. Where yeah. he tells Alex, he's like, I'm going to go into psych because you people need more shrinks and your messy, messy little lives. I didn't realize that surgery was just kids running around with scalpels making sex jokes all day. Yeah. Which, and come on, use, use your brain, Norman. That's spoiler exactly what it alert. is. This is a series wrap on Norman. Oh, Norman. Rest no more in Norman. peace. Would be great if we saw Norman giving them all therapy because they all fucking need it. But alas. Oh, no yeah. Norman. That would have been great. Imagine an episode where it's set up like the Mama Burke episode where everyone kind of gets their peace with Mama yeah. Burke. But it's everyone gets their their psych evaluation with Dr. Norman. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch that TV show. I'd be into it. Be into it. Um, who have we not t- talked on? We haven't talked about the little bit of Sydney we get in this episode. Oh yes, Sydney aggressively flirting with Derek. It's weird. Oh, we met in an Eminem concert. Uh, Eminem concert. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we all singing about Denny Duquette's death? Yeah, at that Eminem concert. Oh man, <laughs> at the Eminem conference, we met once. We sat next to each other. She says that like a thirsty dog. I will uh, say it doesn't really make sense that they wouldn't already know each other. Yeah, because she's not an intern. She's a yeah, she's, she's a, a resident. resident. Yeah, it's weird that they don't already know each other. Plot hole. And then we get the we get a little bit of Lexi. We get Lexi giving actually a, a pretty decent help to the storyline that leads oh, Meredith to yes, her resolution. That's such a good scene between the two of them. Yeah, where Lexi basically is like, "Hey, this I'm is not how gonna... I coped with my mom's death." Right. I we just had so this... you know, we're all insane. <laughs> yeah, because you know, we're that's what doctors have to be a little bit insane to make their lives work, and. Anyone really has. We're all insane. And mm-hmm. she's like, I, I dug up this cat. My mom loved this cat. So what I did was I bi- unburied this decaying <laughs> cat. I snuck into a cemetery. I dug a hole next to my mom's grave without anyone seeing it. And I reburied this cat. That's how I got over her death. So it's okay that you want to bury your mom in your car or, your, or take her around in a Ziploc bag. Just know that everyone's coping journey is not linear yes it's nice it's a nice scene for it them. is a nice moment and and meredith is and they also have the nice moment before where meredith is like oh i just held built ears and and lexi says oh i just watched a heart transplant so they just like they're being okay which i really like the scene i'm glad it's there 
But after last episode, it feels like something is missing because at last episode, she's mad that Derek is talking to Lexi about her. And there's never like, we don't see Meredith like come to terms or get the information on that. So it seems like Meredith would still be mad about it. Um, I'm glad she's not. This is, this is preferable to watch and enjoy, but it doesn't, it's missing. It's missing pieces to me. I agree. You, you, the, the Lexi and Meredith storylines on a little bit of a roller coaster. You go from her hating Lexi to, Hey, let's talk about the file for your mom's death. Like this is exactly what happened for the chart. And then it's, Oh, well, I hate that you're talking to this guy who thinks he wants to be with me, but doesn't actually want to be with me because he's kind of a crazy person to let's bond over our dead moms. It's definitely a a crazy storyline. And I'm, but the thing is, is again, I like Lexi as a character. She makes Meredith more multidimensional and I'm excited to see their relationship continue to grow. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else we have before we get to ranking this episode. We have anything else you want to talk about with the Bailey and George scene at the end? That is another really good scene. It's I'll talk about it when I get into the ranking, but, uh, yeah, this is a really good scene. I agree really a lot with what Bailey is saying. Things aren't black and white. Like she is clearly also struggling to balance her work and home life. And she is struggling to make her husband understand that there is more to it than what he's like, like giving her credit for. And that's just a really real moment. And I also really like it because we don't see a lot of Bailey being vulnerable and sharing parts of herself like personal. So it makes it's just a really nice moment that she's sharing with George and it's just makes her even more likable. I just love her. Agreed. Some of the things that she says to George, uh, is it takes two and you did it. Basically she says you did a bad thing, but you're not a bad guy. Yes. And, and I think that's true of most people. It just, cause you do one bad thing. It doesn't define who you are. Obviously it def- depends on what the bad thing is. Like if you're a murderer, then I do think you're a bad person, but like people are allowed to make mistakes. We're all human beings. And I do think this mistake is bad. I don't really feel like there's been a lot of consequence or a lot of like accountability or like, I don't really feel like George is really holding himself, like recognizing what he's done. Um, but I do think that it is what Bailey's saying is true. I agree with her basically. And I love the moment also when he, when George apologizes to her and she says, I'm not your mom. And he's like, Oh my God, I have to apologize to my mom. <laughs> that was very funny. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of perfect comedic timing into an otherwise very, very intense yeah. emotional scene. Um, I actually, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I think that George has, while he hasn't felt a true level of sorriness that I think he should like, he doesn't feel regret and remorse at the level that he should. I think he understands the magnitude of what he's done because we have mm-hmm. that scene with him and Izzy where she's like, did you do it? Yeah. Did you do it? Did you do it? Like, what's oh, going to happen? Yeah. And he's, and he's like, right. That is a good scene where it basically, like, I have to hurt her. Yeah. This woman, this incredible woman who has done nothing wrong other than marry me. Yeah. And I have to break her heart. For us. Like, I think that he understands, but I'm glad that him and Izzy finally got that scene. I thought it was going to turn out a little bit more like the, uh, the Alex and Bailey scene where she yells and hits him, but, uh, it didn't make sense for their character and their dynamic because I remembered 
that like literally George saved uh her husband's life. No, hers and her baby's. Right, right. Hers when he her helped deliver the baby. Was, yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Uh but yeah, I do I, think their their specific relationship goes does go beyond just the hospital. Um yes. because of that. And also like she she worked a lot on his dad and she says like i was there when your dad died like i remember like there's they are acknowledging that their relationship is more than just um teacher and student and i really like their dynamic as much as i don't really like george i really like his dynamic with bailey yeah i agree george george and bailey actually remind me a little bit of uh jd and dr cox and scrubs Mm -hmm. because there's obviously dr cox is much more of a jerk and he's that's his whole character is he's a dick but he's got this soft spot for jd and bailey obviously wants to teach all these these people because whether or not she's uh always empathetic that's obviously a different story but she always wants to teach she always wants to make sure they're better doctors Mm -hmm. but for some reason george and their lives or her lives are intertwined a little bit more and i i do like that there's um, a dynamic there. I agree with you. So I think that's, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, let's, let's rank these these episodes. Uh, you go first. All right. I'm giving this episode a resident 0.9, a 3.9. Wow. I like this episode. I, I think that it's like, you know how they say you, you make a first impression in the first 10 seconds. I think you really, (laughs) excuse me, podcast burp, you know, you're going to love an episode in the first couple of minutes. And, uh, I think that the scene where Callie just drops the bomb on everyone three minutes in or three and a half minutes in set the tone for the episode really high. And there was nothing dramatic. There was no bombs in a butt. There was no anything yeah. like that well there's it, foot cutting <laughs> there's definitely sawing. there's definitely that uh also but pretty early in the episode there's just a lot of good st- setting the stage built good relationship but it's you're you're deepening characters deepening the lexi meredith character storyline you're deepening um the christina callie storyline you're deepening uh, you, like George and Izzy for the first time admitted that they're like a thing. So like there's, there's a standard. Once you say yes, you're together, there's a standard that they need to figure out moving forward of what that looks mm-hmm. like. Um, so, and, and then obviously the Mark and Derek, they're rebuilding their, their friendship there. So there's a lot that's happening and I'm really a fan of the things, but I wouldn't say it was enough to make it a four. So um, that's what I got. What about you? It's like a, it's like a resident, I think it might just be a resident for me. Interesting. This might be the farthest away we've been for a while. I think so. And like everything you're saying is true. And what's frustrating to me about this episode is like all of those little moments are good, but like the episode as a whole, I find a little lacking. Like the whole, why is Christina so upset? It's not explained. Um, What is the, like, why are Meredith and Lexi just fine now? why is Derek the worst still? I just like <laughs> the, the little scenes are really good with people, but I think the overarching stuff, I'm just like, the, it leaves a lot of questions and that bothers me. I don't love that, but I, I like it. the bits and pieces of this. Um, I just don't like the whole 
but I do like, you know, I do think it's doing a good job laying groundwork. Like obviously they're setting things up. Like what you say, George and Izzy are together now, which we didn't really touch on that scene outside of the hospital other than that's like where they held hands and didn't kiss. But like, they're like, we survived the day of everybody talking about us. Like, you know, that's about to be the rest of your lives. Like people are going to be telling this story till the day they die. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's what actually uh, got Meredith out of the show in season 19. It's this, <laughs> this day. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. It, I, I don't think there was, it wasn't a dramatic episode for me. I just, like I said, I think you're deepening characters and mm-hmm. I, I need to feel a level of compassion. I need to be compelled. I need yes. to feel compelled towards Meredith more. And with Lexi, I'm getting that. I need <laughs> to feel compelled to George and Izzy in a different way because now that Callie knows, like there is the secrecy is gone, which to yeah. me that made that storyline a little bit interesting. So th- I think they added some things that make these storylines a little bit more interesting. Uh, so that for that, it's it's higher for me. But there was mm-hmm. no drama. There was no drama other than the opening. Yeah. Like no, I shouldn't say there's no drama. The episode itself is all very dramatic, but there was no yes. bomb drops. So, um, yeah. I enjoyed it. And this is the first episode that I think that was laying groundwork that I actually enjoyed. A it lot. doesn't feel like a filler. I will say it's no. laying groundwork without feeling like a filler. Exactly. Um, you do need it. Obviously Han is important. If she's there. Let's do predictions. Um, you said that Alex and Ava would have sex again. Um, uh, what about where, where is George gonna live? I think he's just going to move in with Izzy inside okay. of, he's going to move back into Izzy's the house room, Izzy's room, uh, which gosh, that's, it's going to be the whole, all of them. No, not, not Christina, not Christina and Callie. Uh, yeah, I think George is going to move in with, with Izzy. Uh, they say they're in love. Uh, they say, you know, when you cheat on your wife with someone, um, that's a pretty deep connection that I hope you better have. Uh, yeah. so I think he's going to move in with her. Okay. Um, who is Derek? What is Derek going to do? Is he going to date? Who is he going to date? Is he just going to keep talking about dating people? I don't know what he's going to do, but the last thing that I want him to do is spite date because that's what I'm, that's what his character looks like. It's going to do right now is he's just going to spite date and hope that it, 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 that triggers Meredith into real a realization. And then he's going to get mad at Meredith for not having a realization. That's what I think is going to happen, but I don't, yeah. I'm not happy. That's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Um, and, uh, um, anything with Mark? He's around. Yeah. He's, he's grown on me. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's had a good episode. Um, yeah, oh, I got yeah. Nothing, he I got offered to sleep it. with Callie to make her feel better. We didn't <laughs> yeah. talk on that. <laughs> Which I think, I mean, he was maybe for 60% joking. Uh, you know, as one does when you're a man whore, but it's okay. But I, I, I thought that that was still funny and that was true to his character and it was true to her character yeah. to say no. And obviously she didn't do it. But uh, yeah, I, I don't really have a prediction for Mark right now. I, I got to see what happens next episode. But right now he's just single. But uh, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go bold. Callie and Mark fuck. I think I was going to say you you predicted that they were going to sleep together one more time. Yeah. You doubling down on that? Doubling down. Um. Okay. And let's see. Anything with Bailey? I think that her and her husband get a divorce. Okay. 
I don't know just when because he doesn't it's, understand surgery. It's uh, I I think that, and I was telling this to Jessica. I don't think I could ever be in a relationship with a doctor, let alone a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you you can't keep your promises, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this show. I'm not saying no one's lives are like this. There are surgeons who control their schedule. You can be a surgeon who is not going to constantly be pulled into emergency surgeries. There are hospitals where you don't get taken for emergencies. This hospital, obviously the people get taken to in emergencies. So they need to have people like who are constantly like not just scheduling. There are also surgeons who only do like elective procedures, but like that's not dramatic. So like that's not what this show is, but there it it is possible. It's just not on this show possible, right? right. But I, I I don't think as long as we see Bailey, whenever she leaves the show, I don't know if she dev- does leave the show. She could still be on the show, and she's one of the original characters that's still there. I don't know. But before her last day on the TV show, her and Tuck are gonna get divorced. Okay. Um, George, Izzy, Christina, Callie, Meredith, Derek. Yeah, I think that's like all the stuff there's really to say. You said Ava's going to show up again, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, 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 she'll, she'll show back up. Okie dokie. Well, I think that's it, guys. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Grey's Academy Pod. You can follow our individual Instagram accounts, uh, chaotically Kelsey, Carmen.gabriel.official. And you can email us at Grey's Academy Pod at gmail.com. Um, Carmen won't see that. So if you want to talk spoilies on those, you're more than welcome to talk spoilies in those. Spoilies. But also. We spell spoilies different. I'm like, I'm going to take a poll on Instagram to see how spoilies should be spelled because Carmen spells it with a Y and it should most certainly be spelled with an IE, which is how I spell it. Uh, do I say S-P-O-I-L-E-Y-S? Yeah. I'm not, it's just, it's just what came up. I'm not like, it's not like, uh, I'm not. Yeah. Don't defend yourself now. I'm not going to die on that. <laughs> I'm not going to die on that, that hill. Carmen, I'm, I'm willing guys, to say Carmen is raging right now. Okay. He's trying to be calm, but he's like, there's okay. smoke coming out of his ears. He's so passionate about how you spell this word. Um, if you want me to right now, I will, auto, I will change it to spoilies with an I E. I don't care. You know what? No, fuck you. E Y S spoilies forever. I mean, no, no, don't send me spoilies, but it's an E Y S forever. Uh, yeah. So if you see Carmen walking down the side of the road, you can tell him how to spell spoilies, but don't actually say spoilies. Uh, say Don't it when you're talking it about the the context of how to spell it and correctly with an EYS. Uh, but other than that, we'll see you all in the next one. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.